hey, it is such a privilege to speak in your, in, in your home church to such beautiful people. Last Sunday, uh, Jen and I were, were um, at Ararua, and I mentioned to the folks that it was lovely to be out here in the country, uh, away from civilization, but that I could identify with them because I'm just a country person. I must be because I come from rural Wai. I'm married to a rural Wyan. Have chooks and things. And I go to a church where most, most of the guys are farmers. So I must be a country bumpkin too. Well, my wife keeps calling me a townie. I don't know about that. Hindrances to Healing Part 2, Deliverance from the Molestation of the Enemy, How to Break Curses is going to be the central theme of what I'm going to be talking, to, talking about. Now I'm only going to touch briefly on things that I understand from the scriptures and also things that I've seen and what the Lord has shown me. And there are people who have gone in-depth into these areas and, and know a lot more than I do. And I recommend anything that Derek Prince writes. His book, How to Pass from Curse to Blessing, is a brilliant, small booklet. Keys to Healing and Deliverance, that book is out there. It's free, you can borrow it, it's uh, superb. How to Cast Out Demons and Break Curses by Bill is also an excellent book. Now, by the way, much of Bill's material is free. His books and that are all now free. Now that he's passed and gone to glory, he's just letting his material go. And, and some of it is absolutely brilliant. And it's free. So if some of the things that I say today are a bit disturbing to you or you don't understand them, do your homework. Get into the scriptures. Study it for yourself. Look up the references that I'm, I'm, I'm making. And study some of these books. Because the subject matter that I'm talking about is huge in the Bible. I went, went online and typed in the word curses into my Bible online thing and hundreds of verses came up. And how often do you hear curses spoken about in churches today? Many churches don't teach on healing and don't teach on deliverance and that's two-thirds of the commission. Two-thirds of the commission. So bless those churches. May they come into an understanding of the need to share on healing and deliverance and the breaking of curses. Now, just before the ministry of Jesus started on earth, before it commenced, he was led out into the desert by the Holy Spirit. That's interesting, isn't it? I'd never seen that until recently, that it was the Spirit of God that led Jesus out into the desert. So sometimes when we are led out into desert places and things are difficult in our lives, it's the Spirit of God that's leading us out there because he wants to show us some things. Jesus was tempted by, by Satan and he dispatched him by quoting the scriptures. There's a lesson in that as well. He was in full of the Holy Spirit and he came back into town to the synagogue at Nazareth walked up the steps, said, hi, mum, hi, Josh. And he walked straight up to the pulpit because it was his turn to speak. 
And he opened the scriptures, and the scripture which was already set for that day says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus spoke, because he, out of Isaiah, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So that was the ministry of Jesus. And so for the next three years, Jesus went from town to town, casting out demons, healing the sick, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Then after he was crucified and resurrected from the dead, he gave his disciples and us a great commission. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Ben, are you a believer in Jesus? You're commissioned. You can share the gospel wherever you go. You can lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Hey, Debbie, are you a believer? Therefore, you're commissioned. You can pray for someone that's been troubled by something demonic and they can be set free. Each one of us has been commissioned to share the gospel, heal the sick, and set people free. So we are all called to do the same thing. And we can also we can also be set free from demonic oppression, sickness and disease. Now, last month, I shared some of the reasons why folk don't get healed or don't appear to get healed. And because someone's sick doesn't mean to say that sin is causing that sickness or that a cursed spirit has come down the line on them. In one case, Jesus pointed out to the disciples that this person, there was no sin in the background, but that the person was healed for the glory of God. But, in many cases... There is sick and there is lingering sickness and there can be a reason for that. So that's why we need to go to Jesus and say, Lord, what is it? One of those reasons is unforgiveness towards others. Primary reason for sickness. Disobedience towards God. Not honouring our mother and our father. That's why it's not going well for us. Lack of knowledge of God's word. We don't understand that God wants to heal us. We believe that God can heal, but we just can't believe he's going to heal us. And it's a lack of faith sometimes. Unbelief, unconfessed sin, fear, grief. I have seen several people with cancer who were set free after they were prayed for and manifested a spirit of grief. They were delivered of that spirit and they were healed.
If you want to hear what I spoke about last Sunday, uh, sorry, a month ago, it's available on the website. And you can get that podcast, listen to that podcast, or you can run a, a, DV, a CD off the, the sound desk there and pass it on to friends. Do you know people are hungry for the truth? They're hungry to know the love of Jesus. Their lives are in a terrible mess. We had a person who was a severe alcoholic and who had had a terrible life come to Ararua to, to hear Jan and I speak on Sunday and she gave her heart to Jesus. And she'd be in her 50s or something like that. All of those years of pain and misery and angry and Jesus just wanted to love on her because that's what Jesus does. He just loves us. He loves us despite the fact that we were we were yet sinners. Now today I was going to share you on nine other hindrances to the Bible, but since you don't want to be here till three o'clock and I want to go and see that movie, The Risen, the Lord told me to only speak on one. The hindrances I work, 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 we're going to speak should be up on the board. We'll leave that till next month. Because in the past couple of days, I felt the Lord was impressing on me just to speak on how to be set free from curses. And as I said, if you do a word search on curses, you will be surprised when it comes up with dozens and dozens and dozens of scriptures. Now when we are saved, that is when we turn to Christ and receive forgiveness from sin, a tremendous exchange takes place at the cross. We are no longer destined for a life of eternity in hell after we die, but instead we will rule and reign with Jesus. Meanwhile, here on earth, we now have access to wonderful promises. The word salvation in the Greek also means to be completely healed. And it means also to be delivered from the molestation of the enemy. To be, to be delivered from the molestation of the enemy. Because does the enemy still harass us even though we're Christians? Yes, he does. And we have to find out why and we need to overcome it through the blood of Jesus Christ that has already been shed for us. Last Sunday at Ararua, it was a, pretty well a full church like, like this. And uh, I don't think there was anyone left that for prayer, maybe three or four people, the Holy Spirit just fell on the appeal and they just came out and people were healed and delivered and set free. It was an amazing experience. Obviously nothing to do with me. It was to do with the fact that the Holy Spirit was present and Jan, I believe, and myself got the same word to preach on, which was, are you ready? And one husband and wife came forward and as I went down the prayer line, the husband just said to me, there is so much going wrong with my family and in my household. I don't know what to do. Before he had finished speaking, the Lord said, curse spirit. Curse spirit. So I waited for him to finish, and then I just said, in, in Jesus' name, I just break that curse spirit off this family line in Jesus' name. And his wife dropped to the floor like a thunderbolt had hit her on the top of her head. She was an Asian lady, and she went down really quick 
and I got Ether and uh, Jan to pray for her and continue to pray for her as she started to wail and scream as, de as demons left her. But what broke it was that cursed spirit was broken. I don't know where it came from. I didn't seek the Lord. I wasn't there for counselling. It could have come down the generational line through ancestry uh, worship in the country where she came from. Who knows? But the Lord knows. And the Lord wanted to set her free and that family free, and she was set free. On Friday, a friend of mine arrived for coffee from Auckland. He'd come up all the way to speak to sleep systems about a, selling them a, a compressor. But he said, Ray, the real reason why I'm here is I need prayer. And so I've come all this way for this appointment and I hope that goes well, but I want to see you. Because for the past six months, every joint in my body hurts. I wake in the morning and my hands are clenched. Now this is a spirit-filled Christian man of many, many years. He's an evangelist and uh, he prays for people and they're healed. And here he is being struck with this thing and the doctors can't solve it. He's had prayer from the men's group that I used to be in. He hasn't been healed. An indication that healing doesn't come as often because there is a curse coming down a generational line. And you can pray to the cows come home, but the healing doesn't come unless that's broken. Now, that's, I tell you that from experience. Well, while he was sitting there, I said, Lord, give me a word of knowledge. Give me a word of knowledge. Quick, quick, quick. And all I could get was down the father's line. I thought, well, that's not really enough. What down the father's line? And I heard the Lord say, ancestry worship. So I said, friend, I believe there's a cursed spirit has come down your, your generational line back in the forefathers. And for some reason or other, it's, it's affected you and hit you. He said, I can receive that. Pray for me. So we prayed for him and we broke that spirit off him in Jesus' name. And then I said, Lord, but what was the entry point? Because the curse cannot alight without a cause. And the Lord said, hidden anger. I said, brother, has something happened to you as a child that you've never been able to get over? And he said, yes. I said, just repent of it. So he repented of it. We prayed for him. <clears throat> I got a call yesterday to say his hands are moving now. And he's expecting to be to totally healed. Praise God. In Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. That's why we can be set free from curses, because of Jesus. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Curses are real folks and they come down generational lines and they can alight on a family because of, because of sin. They can be broken off. When we come to Christ, we have the right to be set free. So where do they come from? What are the primary reasons for curses coming down? Well, you, if you read Deuteronomy, you'll know that the curses... And the blessings came upon the nation of Israel, and therefore I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, also for us. In Deuteronomy it says, the curses come by not hearing God's voice, 
and not doing what he says. Ooh. That's a theological thing to get wrapped around. Deuteronomy 28 says, And now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to obey the voice of the Lord your God, you have to hear him. To observe carefully all his commandment, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. These are seven blessings. Exaltation, reproductiveness, health, prosperity, success, victory, that we are the head and not the tail, that we will be above and not belief, not, not beneath. Dez and Alex are an example of God's blessing on a family. Isn't that true? Their family is blessed, their farm is blessed, and aren't we blessed? The blessing is passing on. Now why is that? Well, it will be because of obedience. In that same scriptures, it talks about there are seven curses. Humiliation, barrenness, sickness of every kind, Poverty, failure, defeat. We will be the tail and not the head. We will not be below and not above. You know, that's just seven. I read somewhere that there are 116 curses in the Bible. I think it's in Deuteronomy 17. Every kind of sickness that you could ever imagine. Which we don't have to receive because we've turned to Jesus Christ. So what's an indication that that's a curse on you or your family? Mental or emotional breakdown is often a sign. Repeated sickness, especially hereditary sickness, and doctors can't find the cause. Feminine problems. Breakdown of marriage and family alienation. Financial insufficiency, poverty. Now sometimes poverty for a short period is just a test. But if we are always in poverty, it could be a curse. Accident prone. History of unnatural deaths. I prayed for a man who came from Sydney a little while back and he'd had accident after accident after accident. It's driving him mad. So we prayed for him and we just broke a curse off his life. Since then, those accidents have stopped. You know, a curse can be like a black shadow that has been cast over you or your family. There is often a lack of real joy and victory. Now I'm talking about Christians who love the Lord and are serving the Lord, but there's something in their life that is robbing them of joy, is robbing them of peace. They've confessed their sins. As far as they, they know, they don't know what it is. But it can be a curse that's coming down the line. It needs to be discerned by the Holy Spirit. In Proverbs 26, to it says, A curse is like a flitting sparrow, like a flying swallow. So a curse without cause shall not alight. I'll give you an example of that. I was in Taupo. I was in a home group and I suddenly had a real tack on my back, a pain, back pain. 
didn't know where it had come from. Thought I'd got out of the chair the wrong way or something. Called on the guys. I had some real prayer warriors down there. I said, guys, would you pray for me? I'm in a lot of pain. And the person said, someone's speaking against you at the moment, Ray. I said, well, okay, could be. And I thought of a person that it might have been up, back up in Auckland. And so we immediately prayed a blessing on them. The Bible says, bless those that curse you. I blessed that person and I asked God to bless them and the pain left my back. Now, I don't recall what caused it, what the cause was. There would have been something. I may have had ungrateful thoughts towards that person or what have you. And when the curse is spoken, it alighted. <coughs> we don't know the reason for everything. We see in a glass dimly sometimes. Reasons for curses? Now, this is all out of the scripture. Everything I'm talking about, I can give you scriptural references for it. I haven't put them all in because it takes too, too long to type it all in. Having false gods. Disrespect for parents. So there's a scripture for every one of these reasons for curses. Treachery against a neighbour. Injustice to the weak. Illicit sex. The effect of wrong sexual relationships. Particularly those outside of marriage or with members of one's family. How do some curses transfer down family lines? They can transfer to a moral relationship that maybe you had before you got married. You got married and you got saved, you got born again, but there is something affecting you. It's because it could have come from an immoral relationship because the spirits transfer through intercourse. They don't transfer like this couple here on Facebook, kissing in a forest. I saw it. <laughs> I reckon you get germs from kissing. <laughs> but you don't get transference of spirits. But they do come from intercourse. because The Bible says we are one flesh when we have sex. Reasons for curses also. Perjury. Jan, that means telling lies in court. <laughs> Ask me what perjury means. Stealing. <laughs> Stinginess towards God. All poverty can come from stealing. When you were a kid, always stealing, always stealing, never repented of it. Perverting the gospel, depending on the flesh. That was a very interesting scripture that we can just decide to do our own thing. And that brings a curse on, on our family and what we're doing. Anti-Semitism. Any doubt about that? Bless the Jewish nation. Bless. And if you don't bless them, I will curse you. Where do many of those curses come from? They come from God. God allows them because of disobedience in our forefathers or what have you, there is a curse that applies. But he doesn't want us to stay under it. He sets us free from the curse. That's one of the reasons why Jesus died at the cross. He wants us to come to repentance and he wants those curses because broken. I'll give you an example of curses that come down the family line. Jan's ex was in jail and he wanted to give his heart to Jesus. As he tried to do it, all of a sudden his throat started to choke and he felt like there was something around his neck choking him and it actually stopped him. His father was a high up free, Freemason who's, who's, who has made oaths with regard to the throat being cut. 
Freemasonry is a cursed thing. And anyone who has Freemasonry in their family needs, I believe, to renounce Freemasonry and go through some of the prayers of which they are made available to make sure that the curse of Freemasonry doesn't come down on your family. In Deuteronomy 17, 15 to 16, it says, Cursed is the one who makes a carved or, or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsman, and sets it up in secret. I've told you before that we once had a, uh, uh, just a, a simple hook, fish hook, from a carver in Dargaville, and reluctantly it was accepted and came, to, came into our, our home, and that night Janet got very, very sick, and so did Rock. They were really sick because she had, she had she accepted. Now, we didn't know the connection there, but as I prayed in the middle of the night with Janet coughing and spluttering and sounding like she was going to die, I heard the Lord say, get rid of the hook. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, we went and got the hook, took it out, got a hammer, smash, 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 asked the Lord forgiveness for having it in the household because th these things, abomination causes sickness, particularly on children. And Jan was um, still ill in the morning and she wanted to know whether she should go and get antibiotics because she said this kind of sickness can last for six weeks on me. And I said, well, excuse me, didn't we break the, the, what was the cursed object and repent? Therefore, you can receive God's healing. So she did. She received God's healing. And two hours later, she started coughing up in the bathroom, something shocking, and then it had gone. She was totally healed. Excited, in fact. So we know at first hand what happens. I know what happens to families who have got Buddhas in their household and their children are sick continually. Cursed is the one who treats his father or mother with contempt. Wow. Now, a primary source of curses that could be affecting you or your family are spoken curses. The Bible says in James... But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. So we're New Testament here, folks. We're not back in the Old Testament curses. I said to Janet, as I was preparing these notes, Honey, was there anything else recent that we experienced curses that needed to be broken? Because I'd forgotten what had happened just a few weeks ago. And Janet reminded me and said, yes, put that in. And what happened was we had a couple of dogs across the road coming over to our property and attacking the chocks. We screamed at them and made them go back and had, had a bit of a row with the guy across the road about it and said, you know, how can we help you? You need to have a, you know, a, a, a wire across so that the, your dogs can run up and down while you're away most of the day. But he, he never got round to it. And, and one day recently, we heard a tr tremendous commotion and the two dogs were over on our property, one of them with, with, a, with a chook in its mouth. And, and he came over, he, we rescued it, and Jan blew her stack. 
She called him every name under the sun. She was angry. Boy, was she angry. I was surprised myself. <laughs> anyway, later in the afternoon, she did go over and apologised for being so angry. But something happened, and we didn't relate it. That week, we were going down to a conference, and Jan was going down to a conference in Napier, and she had dysentery all week. It just, we prayed for it, no healing. I should have clicked, but no healing. Ether got the word that there was something connected with the sickness that was Maori. Well, when we came back in the morning, one morning, we said, let's ask the Lord, why is this sickness upon you? Where did it come from? And I got, I got the word Marai, and she got the word Maori. But we didn't tell each other because someone rang, and we took the phone call and never discussed it. So that night, Debbie came over. And we were telling Debbie what was happening, that we, we knew that someone had been speaking against Jan up at the local Marai because we had led Lady Chapman to the Lord. And some people were very angry about that. Very angry. And they were blasting us. We didn't know that. So, of course, we prayed a blessing on the Marai and a blessing on the people, whoever they were, and asked Jesus to bless them. And the healing came. But me being me, he said, yeah, <clears throat> but where was the entry point? Curse cannot alight without a cause. And Debbie said, I know what it was. Jan, you were so angry about those chops. You were still angry the next day. And we knew exactly that was right. See, sometimes it takes the body to help in healing and deliverance. We should be working as a team because not, not, no one of us has all the answers. Self-inflicted curses do a lot of damage. I'll never be any good. I'll never make it. I'm hopeless. I wished I was never born. God doesn't love me. I'll never speak to so-and-so again. I hate myself. No one loves me. I want to die. I'm better off dead. I'm a failure. Folks, as Christians, we shouldn't be cursing ourselves like that because we are made in the image of God. Curses from other people probably do more damage. You are a failure. You'll never be any good. You'll never achieve anything. You are ugly. You are a bad person. You are always a liar. It's in the family and you are sure to get it. Folk, these things can become curses. A demon hears that thing and it zaps along waiting for uh, a reason to alight. In the past couple of weeks, Jan has been reshaping a new book written by Anita Mary called Blood on the Mirror. It's quite a frightening book to read because of what happened to her as a child and through her life. At one stage, as a little girl, she was in the car with her mother and her mother picked up two hitchhikers and said to Anita, you sit in between them. And, when, and then she looked in the mirror and said, oh, look at that, a thorn between two roses. She was called fat and ugly. 
And you remember I said, you know, a, a curse is like a black shadow that's over you and you don't know what's the matter with you. She could never find joy. She could never find happiness. She became addicted to alcohol. She became ad addicted to uh, drugs and she became a prostitute. And she was in the punk scene for many, many, many years and terrible things happened to her. One day, a guy stopped in his car and said, can I give you a lift? Because it was raining or something. Rather, and she thinks, oh, it's just an, a John, yeah, I'll go with him. And the guy just talked to her about Jesus. Then he rang her later and <coughs> invited her to church. And she gave her heart to Jesus. She is now a lover of Jesus. She is strong. We can be a Christian, we can be filled with the Spirit, we can be healed of many things, but there can still be something hooking on to us. And we need to be set free. And in God's timing, that happens. Now, folk, because of Jesus and because of the blood of Jesus, we can be set free from all curses, from all demons. And so... I want us to say these scriptures out loud. Let's say it all together because these are the promises of God for those who love Jesus and seek to serve him. Let's say it together. Through the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed out of the hand of the devil. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, is cleansing me now and continually from all sin. Through the blood of Jesus, I am justified, made righteous, just as though I had never sinned. Through the blood of Jesus, I am sanctified, made holy, set apart to God. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am redeemed, cleansed, sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Therefore, the devil has no more place in me, and no more power over me. Through the blood of Jesus, I overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Now let's, folks, let's just stand and stretch and um, say a prayer together to cover some of this area. When we're finished saying the prayer, if something's been stirring inside of you and you want to come forward to receive prayer, Jan and I and Ether and, and Des, uh, uh, any, any of the elders and ministry will be here to pray for you and break those things off you. And don't be afraid of it. Greater is he in us than he is in the world. Jesus is, has overcome all of these things. Let's say this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I repent for all sin in my life. I renounce you, Satan, and all your works. And I invite you, Lord, to set me free from all curses, whatever their source, in the name of Jesus. I forgive anyone and everyone. Just say it after me, because the lady has disappeared. I forgive anyone and everyone who has ever cursed me or spoken against me. And I bless them. And I ask you to bless them, Lord. I renounce any self-imposed curses 
I have put on, that I put on myself by putting myself down. Instead, I thank you, Lord, for making me and loving me. I thank you, Lord, that I'm accepted in the beloved. Focus. one of the musicians would just like to play. I'd like to invite anyone that feels they want prayer for any reason at all. Just come forward. If you don't feel you need to come forward, just um, sit down and pray for those that have come forward. Because Jesus loves you and he wants you to be set free. Praise his holy name.